you are listening to Discovery Church Podcast. Uh, we're, we're starting a brand new series called Love Song, and uh, we, we are going to be journeying through the book of Song of Songs, or Song of Solomon, and a uh, uh, little background of this book, uh, it was written by King Solomon, his daddy was uh, King David. Uh, for those of you that, that may know this, King David, he, he sang. He loved playing, writing songs. And so just like his dad, King Solomon also wrote songs. We know that in the book of 1 Kings, it says that King Solomon wrote 1,005 songs. That's a lot of songs. 1,005 songs. And, and so this book that we're going to be looking at, songs, Song of Solomon, it, it's a, a better translation is Song of Songs. So out of the 1,005 songs that Solomon wrote, this is like the best song that he ever wrote. And so we're going to be looking at that this morning. Uh, Before we go further, I do want to set some ground, I don't want to say rules, but just ground ideas. Uh, Because we're jumping in a relationship series, first I do want to say this is not a marriage series. All my single folks say, hey. This is, not a, this is not a marriage series. This is a relationship series. And so if you're not married, please do not say, oh, I don't have to go to church for the next five weeks. Come. <laughs> because if you plan on being married or you plan on being in a relationship with someone, then I, I guarantee you that this next five weeks will be beneficial uh, to you. Um, so, so a couple ground rules before we go any further. Uh, the first one is this. In any relationship series, it's very easy to listen for someone else, right? So it's very easy for you in a relationship series to be like, oh, I wish he was here to, to hear this. I wish she was here, right? Like wives, you hear that? You, you're messing up, right? Like, that, like that's kind of the tendency uh, in any relationship series. And so, so we, the first ground rule is this. We're not listening for someone else. We're listening for ourselves, Okay, uh, the second ground rule uh, is for, for this next five weeks. Let me look at my notes real quick so I don't lie to you. Uh, we look ahead. So we all have past. I got a past. I got, I've done things that, that I'm not proud of. I said things to people that I'm not proud of. And, and by, by the grace of God, I am forgiven. And, and, and he is able to take me where I'm at, mold me and shape me and make me better starting now going forward. And, and so what, what, what I don't want you to do is, is to, to, to sit and listen through this message with, with a whole bunch of regrets in it. I, I don't want you to be like, oh, I married the wrong person. I'm dating the wrong, right? Like, hey, whatever God wants to do, he can start now. And he can go forward, okay? So, so it's, 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 we're not looking at the past, okay? We're looking at the, the bright future that God has for each and every one of us in this place. So, uh, and then the last one is this. I'm not going to hold back any punches, okay? The book, of so- <laughs> the book of Song of Songs is a very graphic book. Uh, it's, it's between a, a guy and his girl, okay? And, 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 and so... There's, there's basically five themes in this book, and this is going to make up the five weeks. Uh, the attraction, so we're going to be talking about attraction this week. And then uh, they start dating or they're courting each other. And then uh, they go from courting to the wedding. 
And then uh, they go to the wedding night. Come on, somebody. And that's, we're going we're gonna to actually look at that in three weeks. And, uh, and then after that, they get into their first fight. And, and so we're going to look at how, how, do we, how do we fight fair? How, how do we fight the right way? And, and then after that, looking at how, how, to, how to live in peace and harmony in the, with the rest of the relationship. And so I say that to say it's going to be it's going to be real a lot of fun going through this. We're just going to have fun. Y'all could breathe. It's it's it's, it's going to be it's going to be great. Um, but but I would say that this is going to be a PG thirteen series. And so if you got little kids in here that you just don't want them to hear about like relationship things, uh, we got an amazing kids area for you. The youth are meeting today, and so that's your opportunity to get them out now. I don't see any little kids in here. Praise God. Okay, cool. Um, and then a uh, special shout out to Pastor Tommy Nelson and, and Pastor Chris Hodges. Uh, Tommy Nelson, he kind of, a couple decades ago, he, he really uh, made this uh, popular, this idea of the, of the attraction to courtship, to, um, to the wedding, to the wedding night, to fighting fair, to living happily ever after. And, and so I, I do want to say this because uh, this this series is heavily relied on that. So I don't want anyone to be like, oh, you stole it. I'm telling you right now, it's stolen, okay? <laughs> so uh, I'm just I'm just saving saving myself. And so uh, we're gonna start off. This is going to be our verse uh, for the series. It's gonna be Song Songs of Solomon, our Song of Songs, chapter one and verse one. And I do want to say this. Let me drink real quick. I do want to say there's three, uh, there's three people that are talking in this book. There's the man, Solomon. There is his wife-to-be, the Shulamite woman. And then there is like a group of people called like the women of Jerusalem. And they're kind of just like those, they're, they're like the, 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 the woman's like uh, squad, right? Like, like they, they, randomly, they randomly just show up and be like, hey, girl, that's right. Like that's, that's kind of like their role. And so I'm going to try my best to let you know who's talking, when they're talking, so we're not, like, confused and we don't think that these, this person has, like, split personalities. Um, so Song of Solomon, or Song of Songs, chapter 1, we're going to start with this. This is Solomon's Song of Songs, more wonderful than any other. And this is the woman speaking. She said, kiss me and kiss me again. Hey, we could just end right there and just be like, man, I feel blessed already. Kiss me and kiss me again, for your love is sweeter than wine. So, so she's saying that there's something about the way that this guy loves her that is so sweet. There, there's something about the way that this guy treats her that, is, that she, it, you, she can't even describe it. Like, there's something about it that is amazing. We'll continue on. How pleasing is your fragrance. Your name is like the spreading fragrance of scented oils. No wonder all the young women love you. <laughs> He's, she's saying that uh, how, how pleasing is your fragrance. This idea like when you walk into the room, people notice. Like, you know how to love so well. You know how to have such good connection with people that when you're there, people notice. 
And that's really the goal of this series is that we can get to that place where when we learn to, to, to love people, that they would notice when we step into the room. That there's something about us that people are like, wow, he's here. He knows how to, he knows how to treat people. She knows how to treat people with such respect and, and such love. She goes on and says, no wonder all the women of the village. Did it say village? I don't know. No wonder all the young women love you. She's like, they all love you. You're so sweet, but you're all mine. They can't have you. They can't touch you. And so this morning, we're going to be talking from the subject, the art of attraction. The art of attraction. So I'm going to pray one time, and then we're going to jump in. Father, we love you. God, I thank you for this opportunity that we have to come together and to learn about relationship. We learn, learn how to love one another, God. Father, I pray that, uh, that we would come and, and, and it would be an opportunity, Father, for us to grow in our relationships. God, you know what each and every one of us needs to hear. And so I pray, Father, right now, Holy Spirit, that you would just speak to our hearts. We want to leave changed. Nobody has an hour and 10 minutes to waste. So God, let us leave change, not for our own benefit, but so that we can change the world. We love you so much. In Jesus' name. Come on, everyone said, amen, amen. Uh, I graduated from high school almost 20 years ago. Is that true? Yeah, I think so. I think that's true. Uh, that's a long time. Right? Like, I know some of you, you may like it's a little longer, but I graduated from high school. Uh, and so it's always weird to run into people who I went to high school with. It's just this is weird, weird thing. Um, but for those of you that can remember high school, like, high school was all about just, like, looks. Right? High school was all about just, I'm going to make sure that I look good. And I'm going to try to connect, hook up with someone that looks good, that I'm attracted to physically. Uh, yes, y'all, you're tracking with me. And, and like that's high school. So when I think of high school, I think of shallow relationships. I think of um, shallow relationships, shallow friendships. And, um, and, and so I remember this one time, my, my cousin, he wasn't really my cousin, but we are really close friends. He, he, was, he was like, hey, I want, I want to introduce you to someone. And I was like, this was like before Match.com, right, and, and all that other stuff. And he showed me a picture from his wallet, <laughs> a picture, come on. <laughs> and uh, no swiping right there. And... Um, and he was showing me the, the, the picture, and he was like, yo, like, she wants to, she wants to meet someone. Are you, like, are, do you want to meet? And I was like, yeah. She was, like, very pretty. And I was like, oh, yeah, for sure. Let's meet. Right? And so we, uh, we had his mom drop us off to meet, <laughs> to meet us because I was still, like, a freshman or something. And, um, and, and so, I, I, like, we, we got there, and, and we met, and we had, our, our, we had little ices. And um, we were drinking our ices, and I was like, dude, she is beautiful. <laughs> but then, like, this awkwardness happened because, like, she didn't really say much. She was just kind of, and I, bless her heart, she's probably amazing now, right? But she was just, she just kind of sat there. 
And I was like, what is going on here? Like, I'm trying to have, like, deep, con- no, it wasn't deep conversation at all, but I was, like, trying to talk, and she's just. <laughs> I was like, this is crazy. What is happening? Like, thank God, like, it, it didn't work out. Like, but it was so crazy how, how at that age I was all about the physical attraction. Thank God I married a woman who's flipping gorgeous, but she also has an amazing personality that I could sit and talk with. And, and so she could still be like, <laughs> but she can also still have great conversation. And, and so I was thinking about that, about my awkward um, dating whatever that was, um, and I was thinking about how, how at that age it was just all physical attraction, and I think that if we're honest, uh, when it comes to relationships, it's very easy to base our first impression off of physical attraction, but this morning what I want us to do, I want us to look at three different types of attraction that I think is vital for all of us to look for and to be when it comes to relationships, three vital, uh, vital components, three vital um, attractions necessary that we're going to see uh, in, this, in this song of all songs. So we're going to pick up here in uh, verse, verse four. This is the woman speaking. She said, take me away with you. Let's run off together, an elopement with my king lover. So here she is. She, she's talking about this king. She's talking about Solomon. She, she's like, take me away. Be my knight in shining armor. It's almost as if, as we continue to read, we're going to notice, it's, it's almost as if the, she's like fantasizing in a non-perverse way, like this idea of king swooping me away. He's my knight in shining armor. Oh, king, take me away. And then we have her hashtag girl squad, the next verse. They, this is them speaking. They're like, we'll celebrate you. We'll sing. We'll make great music. Yes, for your love is better than vintage wine. Everyone loves you, of course. And why not? So we know that, that she, she's like, oh, this king, take me away. Let's run off. But, but from the response of her friend, she's saying that almost in a, in, in a way of wishing this could happen. See, what we're going to find out about this, this woman is that she, she doesn't have great self-esteem. She doesn't view herself as physically attractive. In fact, we, we're, we're going to see how, how she doesn't think she's attractive at all. But her, 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 her squad over there is like, no, you're amazing. Everyone loves you. Why wouldn't they love you? Why, wouldn't, why would no one love you, girl? You're amazing. Boy, why would no one love you? You're, you're an amazing guy. And watch her response. She said, I'm weathered but still elegant. Oh, dear sisters in Jerusalem, weathered dark and like Kadar desert tents. And so these tents, they were just, they were pitch black. They, they were like these curtains right there. She said, uh, time softened like Solomon's 
temple hangings. And so these curtains were, were dark curtains. And what she's saying was, how, she, she, she's like, I, I'm weathered. The sun has, has made me feel not attractive. See, right now, we would say that a tan skin, tan skin is like the skin. Hello. I'm still waiting for my little girl to be old enough to be like, Daddy, thank you for giving me your tan. I'm going to be like, you're welcome, girl. <laughs> like, <laughs> I just saved you 45 bucks a month. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> but, but during this time, like, it was not something that was looked upon as, like, as beautiful. In fact, this really bothered her, this idea that she was, that she was so but I, you know, I don't even think it was the fact that she was dark that really bothered her. I think the way that it was about, or the way that it came about is what really, really got her going. And, and watch this. This is her speaking. Don't look down on me because I'm dark, darkened by the sun's harsh rays. My brothers ridiculed me and sent me to work in the fields. They made me care for the face of the earth, but I had no time to care for my own face. And so, so it's not just this idea that she's dark, but the way that she had to go about getting dark. She's like, my brothers forced me to work in the fields. They, they, they didn't give me a choice. And, and so she's saying, I didn't have any time to, to make myself feel beautiful or, or to act beautiful or, or to pay attention to the way that I look. I had to focus on the beauty of the field. And so all this is playing in her mind of, of why she never could, could fathom that this king would ever take her up and, and run away with her. Even though her friends are like, hey, you're amazing. Why wouldn't they love you? She's like, because I, I just, I just, I don't feel beautiful the way that I look. I don't, I don't feel attractive. I don't feel physically attractive. And this is, this is, uh, this is doing something into the way that she's viewing herself. Isn't it amazing how her idea of how she looks is not based off of outside, but inner. Doesn't it seem like it always starts, I'm talking to the fellas too, it always starts inner. It always starts on the inside, right? Like, it's, I don't feel like I'm attractive. Not because of what someone told me, but just, just because of what I'm believing, what I'm seeing. Her friends are like, no, girl, you're amazing, you're beautiful. No, I don't, I don't feel that way. I don't really, I don't really see myself that way. But I, I, I love uh, what she says. Um, well, well, let's keep reading. Verse 7. She says, tell me where you're working. This is her speaking again. Tell me where you're working. I love you so much. Tell me where you're tending your flocks, where you let them rest at noontime. Why should I be the only why should I be the one left out outside the orbit of your tender care? What is she talking about, John? I don't understand. So what she's doing right there, she's describing this practice that would take place during this time period. And, and what would happen is that prostitutes would come and they would go to the edge of the field where all the men are working. And they would wait till the guys get off. 
And when the guys got out of the field, they'd be like, hey, I'm tired. Is that awkward? <laughs> I'm like, hi. And she's, she's explaining this, this idea of, of, um, uh, of, of this practice that, that these, the prostitutes would, would do to, to get the attraction uh, of, of these men. But what she's saying in that verse that was just up there, she's like, but I'm not like them. She, she's saying that, listen, I know what girls typically may do for the guys, but I'm not like that person. Basically, she's saying, I got standards. If I have to do that in order for you to be physically attracted to me, guess what, buddy? You're out of luck because I'm not going to do that. She's, she's saying, she's saying I, I got standards. See, what I think she's really saying, and this is uh, your first fill in the blank, uh, spiritual attraction. Spiritual attraction. Before you ever get to physical attraction, you got to have some spiritual attraction. See, because looks fade, character doesn't. You may look good now, but you age. Hello. And so she's, she's, she's saying this, this idea to, to Solomon, hey, I'm not going to be that girl who's going to the fields, like that's not me. I have standards, there's, there's something that, that, that is, um, there, there, there's something that I use as my guideline to my way of living. And so here, here are a couple things that, that I think helps with spiritual attraction things that we can look for, and we kind of, I alluded to this a little bit, to have godly standards. Have godly standards. Notice I said godly standards. I, I didn't say have standards. I said have godly standards. And here's why I think there's a difference, because our standards, if we're honest, they're very shifty. Right? So my, our standards, if we, li, if we choose our standards, a lot of the time, our standards go towards what we really desire. And so they're constantly moving. I have a standard not to do this, but it sounds good this time. So it's not about having just like standards. It's this idea of having godly standards so that we're not, so that we're not someone who is like, okay, just this once. I've said that so many times. Just this once. It's not going to hurt. Just this one time. We've got to have standards, have godly standards. Uh, we also, uh, this is the second fill in the blank, so under spiritual attraction. Number one, have godly standards. Number two, uh, someone that loves and worships God. See, here, here's what's, uh, for those of you that don't know, I used to, um, I used to play at wineries and, uh, and, and different, like, uh, wine bars, I would just, me and my guitar, and I would sing, and I would play, and um, what I would do is, before I would, I would take it to the crowd, to the masses, to the fans, I'm joking, uh, 
But before I, I, before I tried it out uh, on the people, I would go to my wife and I'm like, baby, check this out. And I'd be like, would you dance if I asked you to dance? Oh, I can be your hero, baby. <gasps> That's what I thought she was going to do. I thought she was going to be like, oh, my prince, take me away. She's like, it's all right. What? I'm like, I'm like, babe, don't you know? This is your treat. I'm sorry, I didn't say it. I didn't say it. <laughs> you are privileged. <laughs> I didn't say that either. Uh, okay, I did once, I did once, I did once, I did, I did. Um, <laughs> and, and, and so, so I, would, I would practice these songs with her, and she would just like, whatever, whatever, okay? But here, here's what gets me. There are some times, right, I'm, I shouldn't even tell you guys this, but I'm telling you, it doesn't matter. It's just one of those series. There, there, there are times where, where I would just pick up my guitar and I would just start worshiping. I didn't even think she was noticing. And I would just work, like, just, I'm just worshiping, just singing. I don't know, I can't even think of a worship song right now. <laughs> but I'm just, I'm just over there, I'm just worshiping and, and I'm singing. And she comes over, she's like, I'm not even gonna tell you what she said, but, <laughs> but it did the trick. <laughs> And, and um, but, but I tell you this because, like, there's something to that. When, when someone loves God, there's something to about finding someone that also loves God, too, that, that loves to worship God, too. I'm telling you, if you're finding yourself a, a, a girl or a guy in church, fellas, listen. There was nothing sexier than a guy that's worshiping in church. If your girl loves God and love someone that worship. Like you just, you just, you just worship. Watch what happens. There's something to it. You want to find people in your life that when you're going through pain, that they will pray the paint off the wall on your behalf. But here's the thing, here, here's the thing, here's, here's the thing. We... If, if you don't have that person, don't worry. You be that person. Don't be sitting there like, oh, man, he don't worship. He, like, worships like this. Like, I want someone that's just, like, engaged. someone who loves God and so if you are with that person that's not like that don't feel sorry for yourself you show them you show you model it you model what it looks like to love God what it, model what it looks like to worship God model what it looks like to have godly standards and so that's uh, number, number one, spiritual attraction. So he, finally the man, Solomon, is about to talk. You guys ready for this? She says this, verse uh, nine. 
He, this is the guy. You remind me of Pharaoh's well-groomed and satiny mares. Fellas, do not call your wife or girlfriend a horse. <laughs> It'll get you in trouble. <laughs> Trust me, I tried these all last night. <laughs> I didn't do that. Let, let's go back to... Uh, you remind me of Pharaoh. What he's saying is that Pharaoh, he had like these special priceless horses that only he would be able to use on his, on his chariot. And he would take these horses. And everyone, as he rode around, everyone was like, oh, look how beautiful. Those are amazing. Like, no, you couldn't buy these horses. They were priceless. And what he's saying to this woman is like, I see you as priceless. There's nothing that anyone could ever do to make me think anything other than the fact that you are amazing. You're so valuable. You're so awesome. That's what he's saying right there. Okay, next screen. Pendant earrings. This is him. He, he's, he's describing her. Pendant earrings line the elegance of your cheeks. Face cheeks. Strands of jewels. <laughs> Making sure y'all look sleepy out there. I just. <laughs> We're going to end right now. Father, we thank you. <laughs> Strands of jewels illuminate the curve of your throat. When my king lover lay down beside me, my fragrance filled the room. So here, here he is. He's describing her. He's like, you're so, you're so amazing. You're so priceless to me. He, he's, he's talking about jewels and, and gold. He's like, that, you're, like, you're so valuable to me. And guess what? He's still not talking about physical attraction. He's talking about the value that she brings to him. Oh, you're amazing. And then watch this, they, they, uh, they separate, not, not in a bad, they, like she goes and, and they're off, they're separate ways and, and this is her talking now. So she's by herself, she's hanging out in her room, sitting up in my room. Uh, verse 12, that was Brandy, hashtag Brandy. Um, so this is her speaking. When my king lover lay down beside me, my, fa my fragrance filled the room. His head resting between my breasts. The head of my lover was a sachet, sachet of sweet myrrh. Listen, I don't know what sachet of sweet myrrh is, but Solomon wasn't complaining. Come on. Uh, what, go back. <laughs> His head's resting. What she's saying there is that, oh, I just, I, I hold you so close to me. I'm here, and though we're not together, I'm just thinking about you. Oh, you just make my heart melt every time that I think about you. Like I hold you close to me. That's what she's saying right there. I hold you. you I, you're so close to me. I'm thinking about you. She said, my beloved is a bouquet of wildflowers picked just for me from the fields of Engedi. So again, they're not at physical attraction. Here's number two, emotional attraction. Emotional attraction. How you regard and respond to each other. 
emotional. Like, this is the one that I struggle with the most. You can ask my wife. You can ask my kids. I think I was so emotional when I was a little kid. I just don't have any more emotions now. My response is always, hey, figure it out. You'll be fine. Shake it off. It's okay. Like, that's how it is. And, but I realize, I, I'm realizing now more than ever that I need to fill that void of emotions for my wife and for my kids. Because if I don't, someone else will. Emotional attraction. How do I feed, how do we feed uh, relationships with emotional Attraction, here are a couple, fill in the blanks. The first one is value them. Value them. Solomon is like, you, you're like the Pharaoh's horses. You're so priceless. You're so amazing. You're so, you're so, you're so beautiful. Like, you're, I just love you. You value. I think that's why honor is so important is, is because we don't honor because people deserve it. We honor because it helps raise the, the value, the, the feeling of people. Like, we're, like I do that to you on Sundays. When you come here, I don't tell you how evil and wicked you are. I tell you what you can become in Christ Jesus. Speak value. Speak in value. I'm, I'm raising the value. So we can become emotional, feel that emotional void by, um, by valuing them. Here's the second one. Speak life to them. Speak life to them. For I know this is kind of a general statement, but ladies like to hear. Fellow, I'm helping you out. Ladies like to hear. Who, who they are. They, you're beautiful. You're amazing. Guys like to, guys like to hear uh, their accomplishments, right? All the time. For me, I do something like, babe, check it out. Huh? Huh? I did the dishes. Huh? Check it out. What do you think? Speak life to them. And I know what you're saying right here. Well, my spouse doesn't deserve it. And you don't understand who I'm married to. You don't understand the type of person I'm. You don't understand my parents. You don't understand my kids. They just, they don't deserve it. It doesn't matter. We speak life to them. We value them. And when we do that, it lifts them up. It fills this void, this emptiness inside. See, I think, and, and this is important for, I guess, for married, uh, singles and married people, but I think that's where a lot of uh, adultery comes in, is when there's this void of emotional uh, feeding. And so when, when it's not there, the wife goes out and tries to find it somewhere. Because listen, someone will give her that attention. When it's not there for the husband, wives, listen, go out and, and somebody will say, wow, that's amazing how you do that. You 
do that all by yourself? That's so phenomenal. And if you don't feed that emotional component, someone else will. Spiritual attraction, emotional attraction. Let's keep reading. Verse 15. This is the man. Oh, my dear friend, you're so beautiful, and your eyes are so beautiful. So now he's going to the physical attraction part. But notice when he starts to describe the physical nature of her, he doesn't start with a different body part, he starts with the eyes. Jesus taught that your eyes are the lamp into your soul. And see, he says, your eyes are so beautiful. They're like doves. I don't know what that means. (laughs) They're white and pure, maybe? And here's the woman. This is her speaking. And you, my dear lover, you're so handsome. See, they're getting a little bit physical now. You're so handsome. And the bed, oh, and the bed we share is like a forest glen. We enjoy a canopy of cedars enclosed by cypresses, fragrant and green. And so basically what, what they're saying in this moment right now is that if we were to get it on, now is the time. We are ready. Everything is set into place. And she goes on to say this. And, uh, and so here, here's the third one, physical attraction. Physical attraction. And so remember, at the very beginning of our time together, she was like, I don't know. Like, I'm so, I'm not attractive. I just, I'm ashamed of how I look. And I don't know if I, if I can, if he'll ever like me that way or if he can ever be physically attracted to me. But watch he, he loved her so well. Look what happens in chapter 2. He says, uh, excuse me, this is the woman. I'm just a wildflower picked from the plains of Sharon, a lotus blossom from the valley pool. She's saying, look how beautiful I am now. She went from feeling unattractive to like, I am this lotus blossom. Some translation says, I am now a rose of Sharon. And this is, this is the guy. He's like a lotus blossoming in a swamp of weeds. He's basically saying, girl, you are so fine. You are so beautiful. Like everyone else looks like weeds compared to you. They, they got nothing on you, girl. You just as fine as fine could be. Like that is that my translation, but that's what's going on right here. That's my dear friend among the girls in the village. No girl compares to you because you're so beautiful. You're so amazing. And clearly when, when he said that to her, something revved in her engine. She was like, Whoa. hello. <laughs> I am alone in a weed patch. <laughs> Girl, <laughs> I could have stopped fooling around. Like, we're late. Watch what she says. She says, uh, this is verse 5. She says, oh, give me something refreshing to eat. And quickly, apricots, raisins, anything. I'm about to faint with love. 
So she, she, she's not asking for a healthy snack, okay? See, back in this time, time period, they believed that raisins were an aphrodisiac. So she's like, bring me the oysters, bring me the chocolates, let's go right now. And then the next verse, because guys are like this. Girls, you just tell us yes, we're like, okay. What? Look, look, his left hand cradles my head and his right arm encircles my waist. So they're like, they're, they're in make-out position. They're ready to go. He's like, hey, you want it? I'm there, girl. But watch what she says. Oh, let me warn you, sisters of Jerusalem. This is the woman talking. By the gazelles, yes, by all the wild deer. Don't excite love. Don't stir it up until the time is ripe. Until the time is ready. She said there's a place. So she, he, he has her. She's like, wait, wait, wait. Actually, let's not do this yet. This is not the right time. This is not the right time. Like, we, let's, let's not excite love too early. Let's wait. See, I want to say this. Sex is beautiful. But sex is beautiful in the confines of how God created it to be. And, and, and she's like, wait a second, wait, let's not start it too fast. Like, we're starting this foundation on the right track. Let's not mess it up. See, I think that a lot of us, we can concur with this idea that sex, outside of the context of how God made it, can be, become destructive. or excuse me, sex outside of the context of how God created it can break hearts, can destroy lives, destroy families, destroy, uh, destroy, um, destroy you. And she's like, don't, don't, don't wake it up yet. It's not time yet. Just wait. See, I want to say this, and I'm closing. God is into sex. God created sex. When God, at the very beginning, when Adam and Eve, and God saw the bushes shaking, and he walked down, and he saw Adam and Eve, he wasn't like, oh, my me. What is happening? <laughs> He wasn't like, ah! What are they doing? No. No, he created it. He loves it. But the enemy has distorted it. And I think that if there is a place to talk about sex and the beauty of sex, it's in the church. And so he's like, he's like, don't. She, she said, don't wake it. Not too soon. Not too soon. There's a time. It's not the time right now. And so this morning as, as we close, you, you might be saying, you don't know my spouse. You don't know my situation. You don't know my past. 
there's no way that that person can be attractive, that I can be attracted to. The way, like, you don't understand what they've done. You don't understand what they said to me. But I do want to say this, that this is a, a, a model of how God views us and what he's done for us because at the very beginning, I was unattractive to God. At the very beginning, it was my, my sins and my shortcomings and, and the way that I acted, the way that I treated people. I'm sure God could have looked at me and be like, oh, you're not physically attractive to me. You are not attractive to me. But yet he said, hey, I, I will see you in a different way, in a different light. I will see, I choose to see you in the perfection of, of how Jesus has created me, has created you. You don't know my past. You don't know. No, no, I, I know, I know. And it, it's probably horrible, and I'm sorry about it. I'm not trying to discount your pain. But I, knew, I do know that there is a God that loves you so much. And there is a God that wants to change your heart and change your mind and those past hurts and those past pains and those past frustrations that God wants to wash it away. He wants to cleanse you from it so you don't have to carry it around as a bag of shame, but you can see it as a way that you can use that story for other people to bring you through it. And he loves you. to Discovery Church Podcast. Remember, we will have a new message for you every Monday at 5 p.m. Make sure to like and subscribe and you will be notified when a new episode is ready for listening.